Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl, Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about love languages. Yes. Do you know your love language? To be honest, I don't know if I know my love language, but luckily for me, I have a special guest on the show that is willing to talk to us about love languages. His name is Paul. Paul, say hello. <laughs> Hi. How are you today? Thanks for letting me on your show, Mitzi. This is great. Awesome. I'm glad. And um, I guess my next question would be is, why is knowing your love language important? I think that uh, knowing knowing your own love language, uh, according to what I've researched, is really not as important as knowing someone else's love language. Oh, so, that's interesting. So, and, and that's kind of the, the tack that I've taken. You know, I, I had just grew up in a a family that was abusive, and it just uh, there's some leftover anger that I that I had for a long time, until I uh, finally I didn't know I had the anger until I had a sister-in-law that expressed it to me. I was dating a, a woman about 15 years ago, and it was time to take her up for Big Brother approval, 300 miles north from where I live. So we t- walked in. The sister-in-law pulled this woman aside. And and said, the only emotion that the Zolman family learned growing up is anger. At first, I denied it. Then it made me mad. And I thought, huh, this is a perfect opportunity to figure out what love really is. And so I started studying the color code. And I read the book, The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman, four or five times. I love the principles. I don't get the book. Because... Because it says, well, Mitzi, if I guess what love language you are, and if I cater to that, he's calling that love. I don't think so. To me, I grew up in anger. So who am I to talk about what love is, really? You know, the author, I believe the author of love is God, and he has perfect love. But that didn't sound like love to me. If I'm to cater to someone... And then the other option that there was was, well, if you take this survey, then you can find out what your love language is. Then what? What, advertise? Hello, Mitzi, I'm Gifts. What do you have for me today? It's a little bit awkward. Very yeah. awkward. So those didn't work for me. So I thought, my my thought was, well, what if I made it a game? So I contacted Gary Chapman and his his team and uh, his attorney wrote me back. I was asking if they were licensing the icons they had for each one of the love language, because I wanted to make it a game. Mm-hmm. They said, no, they're not licensing at that time. So I found a, a, a intellectual property attorney, a copyright attorney here in my local area, talked to him. He said, theory, like the theory of the love languages, is not copyrightable. Application is. So the application that Dr. Chapman had was did not work for me. So I thought, well, I can make it a game. So I made my own icons and put it on a dice. And so I have the dice right here. Mm-hmm. So right there you can see the gifts, the touch, time, service, and then the words. Okay. So five five love languages, six sides on the dice. So the sixth side that I made is 
surprise me. On that day, you're doing random acts of kindness. So there's just two instructions. You roll the die every day. That's the love language you give away all day. No longer is it a part-time uh, affection that you're just giving it away to your significant other, as Dr. Chapman would suggest. It's not like that at all. With this application, you're giving it away all day long. So you're developing a mindset, Mitzi, that what's right about that person? What can I love about that person? And that's totally different. Think of what you have control over here. You only have control over what you give away. You absolutely ha don't have any control over other people loving you and right. bring, bring it on. You, you really have no control. But trust that it's going to come back if you give it away. Just develop that trust that after many days, it'll come back. Think of it as an investment. Maybe you're putting putting in a, into a piggy bank. And, af and after a long period of time, you might have something worthwhile in that piggy bank. On the contrast, think of anger. You send it out, guess what? You get an immediate return on your investment. You immediate. Do. People will, you you send out anger, it's coming right back at you. Mm -hmm. Love is different. Love takes a while. Sometimes it comes right back, but it takes a while. And that brings me to another point here that, uh, that Dr. Chapman would have you think that giving what you like away might be the right thing. For, uh, you're thinking maybe in reciprocal terms. This isn't like that at all. Reciprocation to me is really not love either. You can do that. I mean, and it's nice, but it's not It's not really what I'd call love. Love to me is giving something away without any expectation of a return. Mm -hmm. Just trusting the process that'll come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I agree. I, I agree. I see it in that format as well. Sometimes you truly have to trust in the process because if you have to cradle it to the point where you're just suffocating, then how can you really have that sense of security? You know, trust is completely out the window if you feel the need to hold on to it with all your dear life. You know, that's not that's not love. I mean, I think that's kind of just crazy, <laughs> to be honest. But it sounds like to me that dice actually helps people that may have different love languages learn to do a different love language, you know, just just because, like you said, you have six of them. So then it helps a person focus on a specific one at the time so that they can really learn to love in a different manner. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And learn learn to show affection and, and be compassionate and just understanding and have a little bit more empathy. So I see what you're saying. I mean, I think that's interesting. To be honest, I would have never guessed to put, put it in a game, you know, but I guess that that really does make it differently. And especially for uh new 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 people who are just getting married and they don't they don't they want to make it last but they just still don't understand it, their love language i think this is the best thing for anybody in a relationship that may be going through some type of issues where they feel that the the love has lost because you're no longer in that puppy stage because let's be honest as soon as that puppy oh i love you oh my goodness me 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 it's it, it's it's dragging but then at the same time it's like okay now what 
now what what left it is there. Mm-hmm. I think this is a nice way for that. It really is. And and I, you've really nailed it, Mitzi, with with your assessment of this. As you roll the die, it's by it's a chance. And and it's interesting that that I, I use the words kind of a play on words, R O L L is again outside of you. Some trying to get somebody to love you is outside of you. That's yeah. That doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You, you're gonna, you're gonna. If you think you know what your love language is, what you like to receive, and you tell somebody, then what? What if they don't do it? Are you gonna have this little pity party? Well, I told you, and you're gonna have this little whiny voice. I told you what I want. Why aren't you delivering it? And it's just, it's not. Don't even go there. It's really not. That's out of your control. Forget it. Stay in your lane do what you have control over that's giving love away it's not about you anymore i'm sorry mitzi it's not about you anymore it's about them and when you when you get to that mindset and you'll get there quickly i was very surprised and that's probably the most surprising thing of this whole game that i've made i was very surprised how fast the mindset went from having the flashes of anger residual anger from growing up having those flashes to always being so busy watching for what's right about people. What can I love about that person? I never went down the route that says, what's wrong with that person? And start to be critical or start to be judgmental about a person. Mm -hmm. Time. I was watching for all these opportunities to love. I had zero time to go down that other route. Everybody has faults, and the world absolutely does not need one more critic. That's very true. That is very true. No, we don't. We really don't need any more critics. And to be honest, to to keep your mind just straight focused on someone else to find what they like and what they talk, and just every little thing that takes away from you. You know, that takes away from you because at the same time, you need to love yourself before you can actually learn to love somebody else at all. So this is a nice way where it teaches yourself how to love yourself along with loving other people. But I guess my next question is, what made you want to figure out love languages anyways, besides the fact of your anger? I mean, I'm assuming there has to be something more if you don't mind talking about it. Absolutely. No, that's a really good question, Mitzi. And and I, I want to just kind of, I, I, I want to show you a visual. So a while, just a, a few weeks ago, I found this stick outside okay. near my home. On this side of the stick, it's really nice and nice and smooth, the nice side of the stick. On this side of the stick, it's not so nice. There's some knots there. So this we're going to call this side the naughty side of the stick. Okay. So this is my naughty and nice stick. Okay. Think of that, though, in a spectrum that on one end of the spectrum is naughty, one end of the spectrum is nice. You can almost plug anything in there and find out where you are on the spectrum. So in this situation, anger was on this naughty side of the stick. And what was the opposite? It took me a while to to kind of reverse engineer and figure out what is the opposite side of the stick. And once I figured out, well, I'm going to put love as an opposite of anger for for this these purposes, and then then you decide, well, where am I on that stick? 
So when I found, when that sister-in-law said what she said, I realized that I still had all the vocabulary. I still had all the mannerisms. I still had all the things on the anger side of the stick, the naughty side of the stick. Now that I knew where I was on the stick, I had three choices. I could stay where I was at, go to the left, or go to the right. I chose to go toward the love. So in doing that, it required to learn a whole new language, whole new mannerisms, just a whole, it's a whole different set of principles surrounding love versus anger. And I think that that's very valuable information. Just for one more example, take the word sarcasm. People love sarcasm because it's kind of a humorous thing. But yeah. what would be the opposite of sarcasm? Authenticity, maybe being genuine. So yeah. there you have the stick. Sarcasm on one side, authenticity and genuineness on the other side. If you're bipolar, you'll bounce back and forth on the stick. We don't want to be bi <laughs> bipolar. Most people want to be genuine and authentic. So it leaves, uh, leaves that sarcasm alone on that end of the stick. That's the whole idea. Find out where you are on the stick, and it will help you make goals. You can't, if you don't know where you're at, you don't know where, where to go. Yeah. You've got you've to pinpoint where you're at on the stick. And I think that over a 30-day period of rolling the die and, and giving away all five love languages, I kind of coined a phrase that, that I call that person that knows all five love languages a love language linguist. Sexy title, Mitzi. I can see by the smile on your face. You want that. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Put a stamp on it. I like it. <laughs> you know what? Every, everybody wants that title, too. And guess what? What would happen if you put that on your resume? Um, I think they'll look at me crazy. <laughs> they'll ask you the question. Absolutely. The employer's going to ask the question, what the heck is a love language linguist? And you're going to say, I just love people. That employer wow. wants their customers loved. That employer wants a loving environment within the workplace. Your resume is going to rise to the top if you don't get the job. It's going to bring you to the top to have that loving attitude, to learn how to give away all five love language. The best part about that is that after you know how to give it away, you can see it when it comes your way. Even though it might not be your primary love language, that we're used to giving away, even though it's not your primary love language, you can say, oh, they're loving on me, and you can respond appropriately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. I, I really like that. And I think you 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 tackled on something where you said, um, once you give it out, you can start recognizing it when it comes your way. And I think that's a great, that's a great point, because how do you... Um, I guess I guess that's the wrong way to start. Why is it so hard to recognize other people's love language? I think that's the biggest thing is that why is it so hard for us to recognize other people's way of showing love? Because my 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 parents on my on my my well my dad he likes to show love by giving gifts because that's how he was taught and his mother, but um my my mom doesn't understand that as as a as a way of 
receiving love. You know, her way of love is doing things in the house. So it's it's hard when you have two different type of people who don't recognize the other person's way of showing love. Um, what is your opinion on that? Well, and and the and the survey for Dr. Chapman was valuable in some regards to help people learn what each other's love language is and seriously so they could could help each other but this is a better way when i'm rolling the die and i'm practicing that love language all day long i'm watching not only for opportunities to love in that way but after i execute after i do those do those acts of love or acts of service or whatever it is that i'm doing for that day I watch their reaction. If they light up, guess what? Ding, ding, ding. I found a ringer. I found what they like. And I found it, it, it really, it's a manifestation of something that you can wash, rinse, and repeat. Do it over and over again. You want to make a mental note of that, that that's what they like. Just do it again and do it again. And then you could just, as you're practicing the love language, that's what you're watching for. It's it's what I call the in the in the book that I wrote the the role of love. It's it's called the the role of observation. So okay. you're always watching for opportunities to number one to love, but you're always watching the reaction of the love that you're sending out too. That's how you identify without having to awkwardly say, uh, "Here's a survey. Could you take this survey so I know how to love you?" Without having to do that. You're mm-hmm. finding out what what the best way to love them. I like that. I like that very much. I think you made love language a lot easier to to comprehend and as as well as to dish out because I was just helping a friend that just came over a couple of weeks ago and was and he was like, My love language is being nice and sweet and caring for me and just being there. And I'm like, okay, half of those traits could be a dog. I mean, a dog can love you. I mean, that means nothing. <laughs> you know, so I think um having it in that way in in the die to to with your significant other most definitely could have probably prevented their relationship from ending. <laughs> but I think this is a very nice way that'll help a lot of people figure out because once you do it you do it but if you still don't I mean you could roll the dice and you don't do it then that's a choice that you consciously is making that you you don't want to partake in if you're choosing not to partake in then obviously that person is not willing to even try and it's like what's the point of being someone that doesn't even want to try to even understand their love and to show you love the right way you know so i think this is a weird wake-up call for all those people out there that want to know does my significant other really love me get the die get the die get the book (laughs) And, and, and as i mentioned before it's really not only for the significant other but it's for everybody when you're just doing it for significant other you might accidentally forget that oh i'm on the clock now now I have to love since I'm around this significant other. So to uh, to alleviate that predicament, love all the time and, and just develop this mindset of love. And this is really one of those things that will do that. I was going to just mention that <clears throat> before I read the five languages of love, and even after I read the books of the five languages of love, I after I read it four or five times, I could not name all the five love languages. 
But by using this now, it's easy. It's just fairly simple. It's it's just becomes natural. It's it's was such a fast fast process for me to just find out what the love languages are. The 30-day period was about the right amount of time, and it's really changed my life. I hope, my hope is that it can change the lives of many other people. Just think of this, Mitzi. What if you put this in the school system? If you taught the children and they rolled the die at the beginning of the day of the school, and the teacher just explained that each side of the die, it takes two seconds, maybe 10 seconds for the explanation, just a small amount of time at the beginning of the day, Class, this is what we're focusing on this day. Or maybe maybe the boys have cooties, the girls have cooties, or they think each other have cooties. So give the girls a die, give the boys a die, and then have them roll it at the beginning of the day. At the end of the day, that last 10 to 15 minutes in the day is normally non-productive time. The kids have been there all day. They're antsy. They know the bell's going to ring. They know it's they can't get into this big, long discussion. That's the time you have them make a journal entry. So I've put together a journal as well. It's called the Roll of Love Journal. Nice. So inside that inside that journal is a page that, that you can see. You can uh, check a box of what you rolled that day, opportunities you saw to love that day, and then what you did about those opportunities. Think Very about nice. these, Think about these kids. If they were held responsible for loving every single day in the school. It would tamp down a lot of the misbehaving. It would tamp down a lot of the violence. It would just tamp down that, teach them how to love, teach them and and then have them report on it. So it may be a pass fail. I, I doubt that it could be graded because it's what they felt, what they loved that day. Even that pass fail, if the teacher would just take the time to make sure that that's put into a notebook or, or something for that child. By the end of the year, they've got a journal. Yeah. This is this is how they learned how to love. This is what they did about lo- that loving in first grade, in second grade, in third grade. They've got a journal of love, a love journal that will last forever. They can hand it down to their children and to their grandchildren. Who wouldn't have loved to have a journal like that, a love journal from your mother or your grandmother or your grandfather? The journals I got were how the weather was. Who cares about what the weather was 50 or 60 years ago? I don't care. Or what they ate and that it was good. Yeah, nobody wants that. This is going to be something that's more meaningful. Just develop this long-lasting legacy of love pass it on generation to generation. This is how I loved. These are the opportunities I saw to love. And this is what I did about those opportunities. And I like the way that you stated, if we started in grade school and we start in the elementary school and we start with with the kids just learning life, if they learn to love along with all the math, science, and everything else that comes along, that truly has a ripple effect. A ripple effect to your adulthood just because as an adult, what do we hold on to? Everything that happened to us as a child. So as a child, what do you love to do? Spread the love. So it's it's so easy for a child to love their neighbor and love a friend and stop bullying and all these great things just by that 
confidence of knowing that they are love and they can produce love. And I think that's an amazing statement that you that you provided. And I hope a teacher is listening out there or a principal that may be listening to this podcast and this curious, you know, this is really something that should be in schools. This would be an amazing topic. And I guess to start wrapping up the show because I don't want to get cut off. What would be some lasting words that you can possibly leave us off with? I know you already stated so much great information, truly great information, but what could be some lasting own words that you can leave us off with? Mitzi, I think that probably the best encouragement I give is I can give is just what was useful for me is just find the opposite of where you're at right now. If you have a trait or if you've got something that you're trying to overcome right now, just think in your mind, look in, look in the, the, the thesarsis, what would be the opposite of what you're feeling or where you're at? And then figure out, how do I get over in that direction? Figure out, what can I do? Love is the answer for a lot of things. And just, this is such a simple, simple solution for loving intentionally every single day, choosing to love every single day, and then just developing that mindset and then love where you're going. If you're going away from uh, sarcasm to being more genuine or more authentic, love the path, love the journey, and just spread love along the way. There's plenty of people out there trying to spread misery. Don't join them, spread the love. Misery loves company, that's for sure. Oh, I hate it, but it's true. <laughs> but I thank you so much, Paul. I think this is a great conversation. You really dropped some knowledge on us, and I appreciate that. And I hope that if anybody's listening and they are curious about this dye and they want to they want to purchase it, well, you can go on to MitziThinking.com. You'll find his lovely photo and a direct link to his website where you can find the book, find the journal, find the dye. Get the whole package because it seems worth it. And especially if you're trying to figure out your love language or and just trying to just spread the love. Let's be honest, we should all spread the love. This is something that we should really get into. So there you go. That's my show. That's what I have for y'all. Always, 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 always keep thinking, y'all. Bye.